30 seconds, reality as you know it will cease to exist. In its place, you will find a new dimension, identical to the one you left behind, only slightly better. Take a deep breath and open your mind to the magic within you. This is no ordinary podcast. This podcast is with Richard You can start by taking a nice deep breath in through the nose. And then exhaling all of that bullshit. (sighs) Because you are now tuned in to the magical frequency of this podcast as a ritual. I'm Devin Person. And today on the show, we're going to have a very special guest, Shauna Cummins, talking about a topic near and dear to my heart, which is hypnosis and the art of wishing well. I got drawn into hypnosis from a young age and continued to explore it throughout my 20s, sometimes having impressive breakthroughs that blew my mind of what I was able to do and what other people were able to do just through talking in a certain way, with certain words and certain tones, making it up as I go along, and yet still having profound effects. At other times, I felt like I was lost in a sea of endless bullshit of YouTube videos and shady websites that were always promising me simple, effective hypnotic inductions and then delivering nothing except a proposal to buy an overpriced DVD series. Which is why I'm so excited to share this conversation I was fortunate to have with Shauna, who articulates so well what hypnosis is, and how the power of the imagination that we all have within us can be used to help us transform our lives. Now, my own life was transformed by my wish, dream, or perhaps you would even call it destiny, to become a wizard, which is something that I used hypnosis to accomplish. I listened to a hypnosis tape on a regular basis and thought about how would I like my reality to be more wizardly and pull myself in that direction. And that is something that Shauna does as well in her practice of wishcraft, of helping people build a nice, stable foundation of good intentions and deep well-being in the mind, and then using that as a springboard to create new visions of where you might like to go and allow yourself to be pulled in that direction. So let's get into it without further ado we learn how to wish well. Hello, Shana. Hi. Welcome to Ritual Space. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. What's our magic word? I think the magic word for today is, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, it's a Latin word, desidere. Desidere, okay. Which means desire. Mm-hmm. And the original meaning of it means of the stars. Like the desire of the stars? Yeah, so it's like our desire is like, it's like, it's like give it up to the stars. Your desire is of the stars. Oh, I love that. So that's the original. So one more time, that's it's the, desideri? So desideri. Okay, so 
We're going to say it together yeah. on the count of three. One, two, three. Desidere. All right. <laughs> now we're in. Now today we're going to talk about wishes and the unconscious and all of the wonderful things that you do. So I wanted to start at the beginning and just um, how did you get interested or involved in hypnosis? Um, let's see. How did I? What's the first time I got interested? In it? I feel like it, you know at this point it's so interwoven into my being that I'm like I was always interested. It was happening from the beginning, you know, which it does kind of feel like that. But how I became an an official hypnotist was um, in my late twenties. I was quite burnt out and a little bit lost, like moving in all different directions and just wanted to make a transition in my life. No one today can relate to that. No one listening is going to have any relation <laughs> it's to that. Really, no. I know. It's really what a, what a unique, <laughs> rare experience you've just described. That's the truth. So, so at that stage, um, I had been publishing a magazine, my own magazine, and with a few other people, and working in fashion. And it was kind of like working day and night and going out day and night. And it was a lot of fun, but it really just, I was like, Stop. I got to get off this crazy train. And so I had made the decision to go back to school, uh, get my master's in social work. And then in that process, I was doing all sort of healing and exploring and personal healing. Mm-hmm. And then I found hypnosis. Like, and it worked so quickly and so immediately that I was like, what the heck is this? Why did they teach me this in kindergarten? Yeah. And it was because I actually at that time I had done psychoanalysis for a few years and my psychoanalyst was a professor and he had really encouraged me to go back to get my social work, my master's mm-hmm. in social work to specialize in psychoanalysis. So I was like, OK, I think I'm going to do that. But I didn't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a background in social work, my undergraduate, too, and I didn't want to do it then. <laughs> but I was like, well, it's going to be better. It's going to be moving in the right direction. And then, uh, yeah, and then I found hypnosis and it was like, all the roads are leading to this. And it did really help me on a deep level very pretty quickly. Yeah. It, kind of, it was one of those things that was like before and after, you know? It's making me think of that scene in Beauty and the Beast when she has like the fork in the road and there's like the beautiful road with all of the animals and then there's like the dark, nasty one and you're like, I don't want to go down this one. I want to go down this one. Like that was, It was kind of like that. I mean, in a way I was like, am I just taking the easy way out again? But no, it was like, yeah, it was wonderful. It was like really, really helpful. So yeah, so that's how. And then I just started to train and then I had an apprenticeship for a year and a half and literally since then, Everything has been about hypnosis. I went full-time pretty quickly. Wow. So you, you got your master's in social work and started seeing... I didn't. Oh, you didn't? I didn't. No, I didn't even go down that road. Oh, okay. <laughs> because when I met Melissa, I was like, no, this is it. I got to do... I got to train. And so who is Melissa? Melissa Tears. Okay. She's my teacher. Gotcha. She uh, is the founder of the Center for Integrative Hypnosis in uh, Manhattan, which I have an office at. Mm-hmm. And she's just so cool. Yeah. She's such a badass. She's like the queen of like neuroplasticity and self-directed neuroplasticity. And she wrote a book on it. That's right. really, really great. Um, and I had been interested in hypnosis for years before that. And I always wanted to do a session. Mm-hmm. But I would come across these websites and be kind of like, 
a little bit skied down. Like I never found. There's a big ski factor. Yes. That was my experience where I was trying, I'd had some early experiences with it where I'd seen it work, Mm -hmm. but then I was trying to learn how do I do this? And I would go to the library and it would just be these like clinical textbooks that I couldn't figure out. Like Mm -hmm. this isn't going to help me. And then I would go on YouTube and it would be someone who would talk for four minutes about how they're going to teach you how to do an induction. And then it would be, and then you have to go buy my seven DVD series oh, on my website, yeah. and I'd be like, oh. oh. <laughs> and so I watched so many videos where it was someone like explaining highway hypnosis and all the basics, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 but tell me how to do the induction. And then it'd be like, go buy something from my weird, dubious oh, website that. that's also yeah. selling pickup art artist courses. And I was like, oh, no, exactly. ew, I don't want anything to do with this. So annoying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was my that was my experience with it too. And so, but I knew there was a seed planted um, earlier when I was in high school, where my sister went to go see a hypnotherapist and she was going through some serious like trauma recovery stuff and one session it wow. like totally totally helped her so much and so that that had always been my reference where i was mm. like whoa but so scary what's going on and also if i go i'm gonna find out something bad i just know it you know yeah. or something like that you know like some catholic guilt thing mm-hmm. coming in but yeah so then when i found lissa i was like whoa she's such a badass and she yeah so th- that's how it happened very cool. The long and short of it. So for the people that are listening um, at home now or in the distant future, um, can you define hypnosis for everyone? Well, it's all made up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really the medicine of the imagination. Oh, I love that. That's what I that's what I believe it to be. And in truth, I mean, there's a lot of mis- you know misconception that surrounds hypnosis. Partly because of the the actual name mm-hmm. is confusing. It's a made up name mm-hmm. by James Braid, yep. in, and it you know it alludes to like a sleep, you know, the god of sleep in in, in Greek mythology, Hypno, which is an improvement over animal magnetism. But right. Still, <laughs> still, we, right. Yeah. He was trying to like lull people in. Yeah, he's like, let's like bring it to a more like peaceful, calm place. But actually, it's not it's not necessarily sleep because it's a naturally it's the trance state that we're working with which is naturally occurring, happens often multiple times a day. And it can be an up trance, it can be a down trance, it can be, you know, an Instagram hole, a net, Netflix yeah, can, binge. Can you give an example of an up trance and a down trance? Sure. Um, political rally yeah. is an up trance because your emotions are really heightened and you're like focused in. Mm-hmm. And in that state, you kind of bypass your conscious or critical mind because your emotions are so activated and uh alive that you're you know more more receptive to suggestion yeah so we don't have to go into specifics but (laughs) i think you can imagine how that's happening you're suddenly swept (laughs) up in a a three-syllable chant and uh yeah so that's an example Um, tony robbins is a great example Mm -hmm. too of of the up trance like so um and then the down trance is you know your typical hypnosis session when you like or shavasana mm-hmm. at the end of yoga when you close your eyes you count down relax and you're you're in that liminal kind of like almost sleep state mm-hmm. but you're you're actually kind of aware on a deeper level and you can focus and you can receive suggestion yeah so it's like an ideal time to work with the medicine of the imagination which yeah. is so infinite yeah. it's like really there for you you know so then how long have you been seen, how long have you been a full-time hypnotist for? 
seven and a half years. Amazing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's cool because it feels like no time at all. Yeah. It's just like, which is the best. Just like one long extended <laughs> uptrance. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. Yeah. yeah. Never bored. Not once, which is amazing. And so for people who haven't ever seen a hypnotist before, what is it like when, you know, if, if someone was going to come in off the street and see, have an appointment with you, what would they, what should they expect? It's a little bit like a mind massage. <laughs> All right, seven years. You have got your, your slogans down. I like this. No, I, I don't Medicinal always say imagination, that. imagination, mind massages. Yeah. I don't always say that, but it's true. It is a little bit like a mind massage. You do a little, you know, kind of talking, assessing, getting a sense of what's going on in your life, like, what do you want? What What are the issues? What's blocking you? And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then we go into kind of like that meditative trance state. Mm-hmm. And we really work with feng shuiing the energy around in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Another little phrase. But yeah, so, so that's, it's basically like a little talk therapy, I guess. And then going into this kind of guided, deep, collaborative mm-hmm. uh, meditative state because we're communicating during that process and then afterwards there's usually some exercises because mm-hmm. it is a practice and it does benefit from reinforcement and repetition yeah because we're you know we're working with rewiring the brain right too you know so you give them exercises to do at home to kind of drop back into trance and yes yeah and yeah go through it do you give them audio i don't well i, I actually i don't i don't tape the session mm. because I, I like it to be like a live kind of experience yeah. where they don't rely on that, mm-hmm. but I give them exercises to interrupt patterns and then to do self-hypnosis. Can you give me an example? So for example, like, you know, the trigger will be like getting really stressed when your boss mm-hmm. comes to your desk and then you, first you feel it in your body. I always bring it, all the anchors are in the body. Mm-hmm. So they're like feeling their nervousness fluttering in their stomach so I usually anchor that to a color or a substance and they, so they can locate it mm-hmm. and then they pull it out of their body and they see that like old like yellow gook over here on the side and then they drop their mind down into their heart and then they breathe into confidence and then they kind of repeat three maybe magic words that have come from their subconscious mind (laughs) and they'll like kind of repeat that, but it's really, it's all about a feeling state, Mm -hmm. you know, we're using the language, but it's really interesting because we understand this kind of reaction in their stomach to be anxiety really. Mm -hmm. So that's presenting like a, it's a cluster of neurons in their brain that's, you know, strike and dominate their attention. And so then when they're doing that, they're interrupting it and then they, you know, breathe into a more resourceful state and they are activating, you know, their parasympathetic nervous system. They're, they're thinking of different associations. So they're able to hold the two things at once and not collapse. It's like mixing metaphors in a way where your sensation, you experience it in one way and then mm-hmm. you translate that into another system. So then they have a handle on that. And then because you've already translated it, then you can adjust that it. system and yes. work with it. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's one of the ways that I always try and talk about magic is there's, you know, the connections between the abstract realm and the physical world. And so mm-hmm. you can have a physical object that's connected to an idea, mm-hmm. or you can have an idea that you are then trying to manifest into the world and changes in your own life. And yeah. You're always crossing those boundaries. And what a, what a lovely tool to help people with that. 
What do you? What do you? Are there common patterns of what you see a lot of requests for these days? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's a lot of anxiety. Okay. Like it, I think it's a ton of anxiety right now. It's like increasing. It seems to be like the dial and the anxiety is just going up. Maybe so much information is coming at us and we're not like understanding how to adapt and process. That's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is, you know, what is our carrying capacity? And, you know, if you used to be able to go home and there was nothing asking for your attention in your house other than the TV or an old magazine on your bureau, that's a very different experience than going home and you've got email and text piling up or you want to watch another episode of that show or that show wants you to watch another episode of it. Like you finish the show and then Netflix is all of these things that are saying, watch more. We've, we've figured out how to hypnotize you into just letting it keep playing. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's, I mean, that totally, that in itself changes our relationship to time. Yeah. Because we don't have as much of it anymore because mm-hmm. we're constantly like, you know, kind of entrained by all of these like technological like things like, yeah, Instagram and Facebook and Netflix and ordering it and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so a lot of anxiety and a lot of career transitions, like I was talking about, that I had myself looking for more purpose and more fulfillment in their in people, like more agency, more personal agency. I think in their lives, I see that I hear that all the time. Yeah, which is fun and exciting. I love it. Yeah, that I love people are looking for like new ways to to you know live their life and i imagine those two go together because there's a certain you can be trapped in a you know boring routine or job that you don't want but there's also a stability to knowing what you're going to do and knowing what the next steps are yeah and then i think there's a common thing where so many people have this fantasy of oh i've seen everybody else it seems like is you know a life coach in bali (laughs) working on the beach and now i feel dumb having to go to my day job and so i want to transition to something more life affirming but what and how and, you know, how do I get from A to B? Yeah, and I, th- and I don't think it's as easy as that, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, but it it depends. Like, I think, yeah, I always think it's, I'm so, you know, it's so custom, you know. Each person comes in, it's like totally unique experience in a way. So, um, yeah, you know, you've got to figure out what's right for you. And then do you see a lot of like smoking cessation and weight loss and those kind of classics of hypnotherapy? I used to see a lot more mm-hmm. in the beginning. I, I do now, like every now and then. Um, but for the most part, it, it's come to be that my kind of focus is self-worth, like mm-hmm. really working with self-worth and confidence, I suppose. Like yeah. Creativity, confidence. So then with that, because it's just like, it doesn't matter what you're changing. Yeah. You got to go there, you know? And work with that and then bring it over to where you need it most. Build that foundation before you start trying to build other structures. Because if you're trying to build that big change on a total lack of confidence and belief, Mm -hmm. it's going to be real shaky. And every time you get up another story, it's just getting more and more precarious. Exactly. Exactly. And And I really find that hypnosis is a wonderful way to collaborate with your mind, Mm -hmm. you know, and to, to empower people to, you know, to feel safe. Yeah. To go inside and find what they need and to learn to be more, you know, kind of self-reliant in that way and feel like not, it's not, afra- not be afraid of it, you know, not be afraid of the subconscious. And so I, you know, it, it, it becomes a journey with each person that walks in to see. They might come in and be like, oh, I really want to lose weight. 
Because it's really about, you know, a lot of these other things. There's a, there's a deeper thing there. Yeah. yeah. Now, I know that there's another thing that you do that's, I think, still based in hypnosis, but you help people um, with their wishes. Yes. Which I also craft. do. I ride the subway <laughs> and I grant wishes to Oh, to you commuters. do? Is that what you do when you're in the subway? That's oh when I'm on the God, subway, that's yeah. amazing. I can't believe I've ever run into you. That would yeah. be a dream come true. Oh, that'd be amazing, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's, it's, I realized that it was a really good way to get a deeper conversation than just mm-hmm. the, a wizard? What's a wizard do? If I could use a little bit of mental judo and turn it back around to them and say, well, you met a wizard, what's your wish? And then we get to actually talk about something real rather than just... Oh, that's so beautiful. You know, me telling my spiel again and again. <laughs> um, but I'd love to hear about how uh, wishes work in your world. So the wishcraft was something that I kind of, I had a little dream about it, actually. It did come to me in a dream. You're subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> because I was at a place where I really wanted to have more fun with hypnosis. I'd been doing it a couple of years and, you know, getting pretty practiced at seeing clients and feeling really comfortable with it. But I was like, you know, I can't, I'm just like in this room with another person, you know, anonymous. And then I go into my world and I can't connect it. Like I want to connect all this magic in a very kind of accessible, fun way. And in my work, you know, one-on-one with clients, I was seeing people's wishes come true left and right, you know, because when they're working with the subconscious stuff, clearing out blocks, you know, collaborating with their mind, they become like super manifestors. Mm -hmm. And... So I was like, okay, I got to do something fun with that. And so then I had a dream. I came up, well, I'm not the first person to come up with the word witchcraft, but it did come to me. And I was like, yes, that's it. It's the witchcraft. It's like I saw it in my in my mind. It was like in the sky, you know, like yeah. written in clouds. I was like, that's totally it. It's perfect. I'm going to do it now. And then I was also thinking about, you know what? This is This ties back to my my childhood experience with self-hypnosis, which when I started doing my training with Melissa, I was like, oh my God, I've been doing this my whole life. This is what I was doing when I was like this sick kid in and out of the hospital all the time. I was using self-hypnosis. And how I was doing that, in particular, one time I was in an incubated tent. I was about seven years old in an incubator, you know. Like E.T. The, the girl in the bubble. Yeah. yeah. Exactly like that. So... I, it was, I was a little bit old to be in the incubus. So I was very aware of it, you yeah. know, and I didn't feel too sorry for myself. At that point, I liked kind of retreating, mm-hmm. you know, because I had been used to being sick. But my brother, who had similar Ill- illnesses to me when he was younger, he's much older than me. He came to visit me and he bought me this little wishing plant. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, just told me this little story. When it opens up it, it, and it closed at night, like make a wish when it opens up. And then at night, you know, the wishes are going to be coming true or something like that. And so, as a sickly child, I, as often like kids who are sick are, are, I was prone to obsessive compulsive thinking and fantasy, mm-hmm. like escaping into fantasy land, which is quite fun. Yeah. But so I took that in particular, that instruction or that suggestion from my, um, my brother about the wishing, and I got really obsessive at this particular time about wishing every part of my body well. And of course, it was like a little tweaky, like OCD, like I would go back to the top if I like missed one. Yeah. <laughs> but at any rate, it, it, I I continued to do it and it was really beautiful. And I, because I had like asthma and all these crazy allergies, I'd have to really calm myself down and so when things got out of control. And I would always go back to like the wishing, wishing myself well and like 
seeing actually my lungs, you know, healthy and that kind of thing. And so I, you know, fast forward 20 years later, I was like, I was doing hypnosis spontaneously. Like, this is, of course, and a lot of people do. But you don't realize until you really learn what hypnosis is. And so then I was like, this is perfect because it brings back like my original like experience with hypnosis as a kid. And I can share it with people and, you know, just talk all about wishing. And I love it. I love the history of wishing. I love like the art of wishing. I love it all, you know, so it's so nice because I really, I really love that wishing state of mind. I think it's very powerful. So what is, what is, how does it work? What does it look like? So, you know, I I do like a lot of different um, aspects to like the wishcraft, but basically the idea is that you, the first part is you bring yourself to uh, a wishing state of mind and how you do that is by thinking really well of yourself Mm -hmm. and other people. So in terms of self-hypnosis, what you're doing is you're shifting your state into like an abundant mindset, into a gratitude, gratitude mindset. Self-gratitude is mm-hmm. very important. Usually I start with that. Yeah. But then I also do like wishing meditations inspired by loving kindness meditation, like Buddhist loving kindness. Yeah. Meditation. This is also a very resourceful state of mind. So basically I, I, I create exercises that bring people into a very resourceful state of mind. And how I understand that is you're engaging your prefrontal cortex your global mind which is usually like kind of like the all or you know it's like the global mind is one thing's bad everything's bad one thing's good everything's good so it's kind of a place where you're hacking that's that part and you're bringing your mind to like a place of resource and solution it's like the, the, there's an overabundance of pattern of saying i figured out the first note so then therefore everything after this is going to be the same and then moving to a place of possibility where, well, this experience was like that, but you exactly. can discover what it's, what's going to come next. Exactly. So, and then it, be, and it helps people also to get a sense of like, okay, yes, this this thing that I want to change kind of sucks. I wish it wasn't like that, but you know what? I have my own back, and I can let go and find solutions. It's it. I refer to it as like kind of like having money in the bank. Yeah. It's easier to make money when you have money. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> So, like when your dating life is going well, you're like getting way more offers exactly. than when you're like, exactly. Someone, please look at me. Right, and everyone kind of is like <laughs> shying yeah. away. And it's like you do activate dopamine and serotonin mm-hmm. too. So what happens is you, I have people write a list, like five to ten things that they love about themselves and their life, which people are like, "What? This is really difficult." Like yeah. I don't do that because we have a negativity bias in yeah. the brain. So like we don't really do that very often. And then, you know, there's a lot of, you know, you know, benefit to gratitude. There's a lot of science that supports the benefit of Mm -hmm. gratitude practice, but self-worth gratitude is Mm -hmm. like super important, especially when you're really trying to move forward with your life. So by thinking really well of yourself, um, it really brings you to this kind of like, you know, abundant, resourceful state and collaborative state, which is what it's all about. Even though this seems like, oh, it's manifesting, it's very capitalistic, but it's not. It's Mm -hmm. actually totally not capitalist <laughs> it's completely all about collaboration and competition yeah you know it's and you like and letting go and finding, together as yeah a team. exactly yeah. and other people too mm-hmm. and just like letting go of that kind of fight or flight yeah you know like finding other ways so then from there you then go into 
usually it's like an envisioning kind of practice. So you get a sense of like, what, what are your wishes? Mm-hmm. You know, so I like to have a lot. I'm like a maximalist. So I'm like, let's just go for 10. Like, let's all the wishes, like really Throw imagine mm-hmm. what is it like? What you want to happen? What happens this year? You know, for your, what, imagine all your wishes coming true. You you know, so people really get into that. And that's really fun because it stretches their mm-hmm. imagination and, you know, imagining what they could allow to receive from themselves and have really have fun with it. And then we go into kind of, typically we go into a, a hypnosis mm-hmm. uh, where I'll guide people into that future and they'll really step into it, hopefully in, with their senses. So yeah. like feeling it, seeing it, smelling it, like really getting a sense of what it's like in their mind. And then when I bring them out, it is the future. So it's, then already it's, like, <laughs> so it's a time travel situation. Yeah. So, so it is the future, and then we role play as if it's already happened. There you go. So then the mind really like kind of turns around in itself, and it's like, oh yeah, that already happened. Like it's in the bag, you know. Like, and you get in the what happens is people see the different levels. First of all, how limiting, you know, our mind is on a daily basis when we're like, oh, I can't have this. This is only everything I got. That's it. When you do this whole process, you're like, whoa. I already have that, you know, even though I'm just, you get, you understand how you can really stretch your mind a lot more than you think, you know, and Absolutely. that can really help you because then you start to energetically expand, you know, beyond those limitations. And then you really get, you open up to your intuition in a very kind of fun, simple and tricky way where people are, and I've had a lot of clients be like, oh my God, you won't believe it. I met the guy in the blue suit and he was standing right outside me, you know, and it happens mm-hmm. all the time. And that's incredible. I, I, I hear all these like wonderful things all the time. And so I'm totally used to it. And I know that it's completely possible, I, you know, but. But it's knows? still fun and surprising. Yeah, it's still yeah. fun and surprising. And who knows why, right? We don't know. Why. And it's, you know, I absolutely could be like a psychic, you know, hit for sure. Otherwise, it could just be like, you know, putting themselves out there and finding what they're looking for. Or pattern recognition. That's what I always think with magic is there's so much random information in the world. And if you can set a tone of what you're trying to look for, your brain will then sort and find those patterns. And that can do it on a deeper level than probably even the processing we think about. So your brain is able to walk into the room and say, that's the person you need to talk to. And steer you in that direction. And then you find out in that conversation that that was the person you needed to talk to. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's cool. This is beautiful. Uh, One of the the core ideas of the the podcast and the the magic we're working this ritual is uh, worship the past, summon the future. And so... Worship the past? Worship the past, summon the future. And so if you're at a moment now and there's a distant future that's a possibility that you'd like, you can envision that future version of yourself doing the work to honor you and pull you forward towards it. And so you're kind of reaching out the two of you across time and space to grab hands and, all right, come over this way. And then when it comes true and when you get to that place, you can then turn around and remember the the you that was, you know, the broke grad student that was working and dreaming of this job or Mm -hmm. the person that was thinking about moving to New York with stars in your eyes. And now the you that's lived in New York for 10 years is like, let me send that energy back. And that can be the signal to pull you forward. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love Mm it. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. I mean, I do that a lot in my, in my, um, in my sessions, you know, like timeline therapy, just like that. Like it's like one of timeline therapy. Oh, this is fun. I'm, I'm it's enjoying like exactly all of this. Like that yeah. I, I did. I remember <clears throat> listening to your 
was it your first podcast? And then you were talking about the the whole idea of the future. And right. The, right, yeah, right. That's right. where we laid it out, the opening ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we should do it. You should come in for a session sometime. Oh, I'm, like a you're, you're too, <laughs> you're reading my mind. Have you considered wizardry, Shauna? We're, we need, we need good lady wizards. I haven't before, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll trade sessions. I'll do a wizard session and yeah, this will be great. I'll, I'll recruit you to the cause because cool. this is amazing. And um, you also do performances too. Yes. You do, you were just in Europe. Yes. So tell me about Europe. Oh my God. Dish. It was so good. It was so fun. It was really a wonderful time. You know, when some trips are just like the best, yes. you know, everything works <laughs> out where it's like, you know, like you enter the intersection, light turns green, you know, the yep. door opens. Time changes. Right? Time changes. Two days go by and you look back and you're like, how has so much awesome stuff happened? <laughs> it's only been two days. What is happening? Yeah, it was it was really cool. So yeah, so I had I've been doing kind of like this hypno narrative uh, performance stuff for a couple of years, but this was like the crowning jewel achievement because I got really lucky to collaborate with this Danish artist, Joachim Koster, and he his work specializes in altered states and ritual, and so he was having a retrospective at the National Gallery of Denmark. Previously, I've been working with him to do the voice of his part of his exhibit is about going into the work, but in your mind. Mm-hmm. So he, he was working with this male voice for a long time. And then he wanted a female voice and he chose me. So I had been doing his, his meditations for a while. And so he, and because he was having this retrospective, they wanted to do something special. So they're like, let's bring it to life. Let's bring like the, you know, your work to life. So then he's like, well, let's bring Shauna here to do do a live version of it, which I was like, did you, did I make that happen? Did you make that? What is a dream come true? Who's manifesting who right now? <laughs> I was like, this is the best thing ever. So, and I really love this piece. It's, it's really fun to do this hypno narrative, like performance stuff because it's outside of the therapeutic realm mm-hmm. and it can get kind of like really fun and weird and dark. And so it, it this uh, script was called insect silver noir. Whoa. And it was inspired, um, by Joachim's um, kind of hallucinatory experience in some ceremony where he was becoming a praying mantis and just exploring the praying mantis. It's a very like kind of mythical Mm -hmm. um, insect across many different cultures. And so this whole script was like taking people in to encountering the praying mantis and then becoming the praying mantis and this shape-shifting trance and then uh and then yeah it was really wild just bug it out <laughs> just bugging out exactly totally bugging out so yeah so i was in this beautiful museum and it was just glorious like pink light and then we did, i did it with a live uh sound artist and he was really amazing and it was like totally like weird ambient like spacious bizarre sound art and it was just like that's so fun. so fun. I think that's really going to be a bigger and bigger thing because everyone loves the sound bath right now and the mm-hmm. sound bath is great. But I think you can get so much deeper with a little bit of structure. And, mm-hmm. you know, when someone's using hypnotic language patterns, you can wander off the trail as much as you want. And, yeah. You know, I'm going to turn into a bug and now I'm crawling over a rainbow. <laughs> and did they talk about crawling over a rainbow? Did I come up with that? <laughs> I don't know. What are they talking about now? Oh, now we're on the moon. Okay, I'm back on the moon. And, like, you can kind of... You know, it's like the guided tour at the museum. Like you can, <laughs> you can go in that other room, and then you can be like, "All right, let me catch up with the group." And then to be able to do it together, 
you know, like mm. everybody in this shared kind of, it really is kind of like calm, deep, liminal space together. It's a beautiful shared experience, yeah. you know, altered state right. naturally, naturally. And also not to be afraid of it as much anymore. Like people are less afraid of it. I do you think. know, do you know about mind games? Mm, well, like, what do you mean? Like, I know how to play mind games. Oh, so <laughs> um, mind games is a book by Gene oh. Houston and I forget the other author's name. But they were um, like consciousness researchers in the 70s or 60s that were using LSD. And then that became not viable. And they were like, well, this research has been amazing. We want to continue it. And they came up with this whole thing where the idea was that you would have a mind games group and everyone would come together Mm -hmm. and you would even take turns who's going to be the narrator and you would do these hypnotic journeys. And then they build over time to explore different things. So, you know. Once you get a group that's in the groove, you start doing ones where it's going to be all about hearing music and then people come back up and who was able to hear music? What was your music like? And you start exploring all the different modalities and possibilities. I love it. Can we start a mind game group? We can totally start a mind game group. Absolutely. Yeah. Coming soon. So cool. Yeah. Well, before we start a mind game group and before we uh, turn you into a wizard as well, uh, I'd love to end this by offering up a little spell that people can do at home to um, start manifesting their own wishes. So the first one that comes to mind after we've had this lovely conversation... Trust your intuition. ...is taking three tea light candles and making a wish for your past, making a wish for your present, and making a wish for your future. Because in hypnosis, what we understand is that the past, present, and future is always happening. Yes. So by lighting those three candles, you can write down the wish on a piece of paper, what you wish for your past, what you wish for your present, what you wish for your future. And then just stare at the candle, say the wish out loud, and then blow out the candle. When you when you stare at the candle, try to connect to your past self mm-hmm. and really wish them well, feel them receiving it. And then blow it out. And then when the present, see yourself in the present, feel, you know, wishing yourself well, feel yourself receiving it. And then the future, same. Perfect. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then this way, you know, it's all it's all happening. And, you're, and it's a beautiful kind of um, incantation, like ceremony to, to wishing yourself well and allowing your wishes to work with you. Yeah. And may all your wishes come true. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was a pleasure. For more of Shauna's work, visit shaunacummins.com. And for more hypnosis, spoken by yours truly, you can visit patreon.com slash this podcast is a ritual, where our newest piece of bonus subscriber-only content is a hypnotic induction for magical people designed, created, and performed by me. Until next time, I'm Devin Person. May all of your wildest wishes come true.